Are you a virtual assistant juggling all the things? You know, inquiries, contracts, payments. It can feel a little overwhelming at times trying to keep up with everything, right? Well, meet your new business BFF, insert HoneyBook. Think of HoneyBook as the upgrade your VA business didn't even know that it needed, taking you from beginner to polished and professional in no time. I've been using HoneyBook since day one of my business, and let me tell you, it's been a lifesaver for this busy mom. It's user-friendly, lets you automate workflows, and my favorite part is that it's completely customizable, so it'll look like it's native to your brand. I know what you're thinking. Do I really need a customer management platform? Well, spoiler alert, yes, you do. It's the secret ingredient that's given my VA business a 98% success rate of turning curious inquiries into solid bookings. Now, here's the deal. You can score an amazing 50% off right now if you use the link in the show notes. That's right. You heard that correctly. 50% off your entire subscription for any plan. And trust me when I say your business deserves the HoneyBook Upgrade. Have you ever walked through Target in the middle of the day and wondered, what the heck do these people do to be able to provide for their family and also have the flexibility to shop in peace in the middle of the week? Chances are they're probably working remote. And today I'm diving into the top three reasons why society is moving away from the traditional Monday through Friday and nine to five work schedule in an office, and why being a virtual assistant is the future for moms. Have you ever felt like society isn't built for moms? Maybe you're a mama with a tiny voice in your head telling you there must be another way to balance it all. You know, working, momming, all the things. Yep, I had it too. And it likely means you're in the right place. Hey, I'm Amanda Rush, a Southern mama with big city sensibilities. I'm the girl that took a daydream and built a profitable virtual assistant business all in the middle of a global pandemic. Now, I work from home alongside some of the biggest bloggers and influencers while running a six-figure agency. Come along as we dive into business, marketing, strategy, and real life as a female entrepreneur. I'm all about simple, easy, actionable steps that get real results. This podcast is for the millennial mom that is ready to kick imposter syndrome and start making money on her own terms. Get ready as we dig in, do the work, and redefine what it means to be a working mom. This is the Millennial Mom Movement. So today I'm really excited because I am diving into what it's really like to be a virtual assistant, to work online, to work 100% remote, and if it might actually be worth it if you're thinking about leaving your nine to five or if you're thinking about doing this to add additional income to your family, whether that's you have a nine to five that you love or maybe you're just content with where you are and you want to add additional revenue or maybe 
you're a stay-at-home mom and you don't need to work, which is amazing, but you want something that lights you up where you can add a little additional income for yourself and for your family, but you want to make sure that it's worth it if you're going to be taking time out of your day to be able to do this thing, which is being a virtual assistant. And a lot of times I think, you know, people really want to understand the full picture. They're like, paint the picture, pull back the curtain, give me all the things, because if I'm going to invest money in doing this, then I really want to understand like what it is that I will be doing and if this is a good fit for me. And so I really want to paint the picture today of what the true lifestyle of a virtual assistant looks like, because I think this for me was the most alluring thing about working in the online space is it wasn't just that I needed a job because truthfully, anybody can go find any job out there. It was really more about what did I want my life to look like? And that is what is so exciting about being a virtual assistant and working remote is you have these three amazing things that I'm going to be diving into today. And that first one is flexibility. So you have the ability as a virtual assistant, you work 100% remote, meaning that if you have a laptop and Wi-Fi, you are good to go and can make money for you and your family. And you have the ability to decide what your perfect working hours are. And for me, as a mom, this was super exciting. Like, I cannot tell you the draw I had to this concept. And when I was thinking about what I wanted my life to look like when I became a mom, I was like, gosh, you know, there's nothing wrong with this amazing career that I had in the corporate world but it wasn't conducive to the type of mom, the type of wife, the type of person I wanted to show up as. I felt like a shell of a human that was literally just going through the motions every single day. And I'm not exaggerating when I would like literally count down the days until my next day off. And because I was in the retail space, our days off weren't like, it wasn't a typical Monday through Friday schedule. Sometimes my day off might be one Monday and then in 11 days, I would have two days off or, or something along those lines. It wasn't like a traditional working schedule. And so you might be also doing that. You might be like, oh my God, I literally cannot wait until Friday because that is when I get out of this job and I'm done and I don't have to stress. And then, you know, you get like the Sunday scaries and then you start to stress again. So I was very much doing that, but it was like worse because sometimes I got one day off and then I would have to like go back to work for a day and then I would get another day off or sometimes I'd do like 11 day stretch with no days off and then I would have like two or three days off. And so it was crazy. It was crazy with a capital C. Anyways, all of that to say, I really want to pull back the curtain on what a typical day looks like for a virtual assistant. And so I'm going to rewind the clock a little bit back to when I first started as a virtual assistant. I had I had like three core clients that I loved and then I had like two smaller clients that made up for a total of five clients just to put things into perspective for you. And that replaced my full-time income and then some, which was super exciting. And so my typical day looked like at this time I had an almost, actually, was he? Yeah. Okay. He was one years old. You know how time just like morphs as your kids get older. I'm sure if you have kids, you know this as a mom, you're like, oh my gosh, I somehow I blinked and three years went by. <laughs> anyway, so I had a one-year-old at home with me and I 
would typically, like, so he was a really great sleeper. And he would typically sleep until about 8 a.m., which I understand is probably rare, considering I now have another almost one-year-old, and he definitely does not sleep until almost 8 a.m. However, because of his sleep schedule, this is how I worked my schedule around. So I would usually wake up around like six o'clock in the morning. I wasn't one of those people who was like putting on makeup and getting ready for the day and had like this whole process. I literally would roll out of bed, brush my teeth, maybe put some dry shampoo in my hair, throw it up in a bun, put on some leggings, go downstairs, make a cup of coffee, eat some breakfast. And I would typically sit like at the kitchen table by myself and maybe pump out an hour of work. And a lot of times this was my like really great focus time where I was super creative and could do things very quickly because my brain is very active in the morning. Now I understand some people, they're not morning people. So this routine may not work for everybody, but this is an example of how I set up my working schedule around my life. So I would would usually work for like maybe an hour until 7, 7.30, I would pop back upstairs and then actually get ready for the day, which usually meant like brushing out the dry shampoo I just put into my hair, putting on some like clothes that I wouldn't be embarrassed to be seen if I walked out of the house. And then um, I would get my son up and get him breakfast and fed. And usually we would like have a very slow morning. He, even at like one years old, loved to make breakfast with me. We would make toast or eggs or whatever he loves to cook. Sometimes I joke that he could be like one of those like tiny master chefs someday that you like see on Netflix, which would be super cool, but not to put any pressure on him. (laughs) And so we would have kind of a slow morning a lot of times we love to read books and do puzzles and stuff like that. So we would do that while we were eating. And then usually I would try to either like do things that I knew I could do while he was awake, for instance. So I know this sounds weird, but like I might put him on the floor and he might have independent playtime and that would allow me to answer a few text messages or maybe send some emails or respond to messages that clients may have asked me or getting them something, you know, small things that can be done like simultaneously while also watching my kid. And so Then I would usually maybe like run an errand if I needed to, go to the grocery store, take him with me. If I needed to get some of his energy out, I might take him for a walk or go to the park or something like that. And then he would typically go down when he was one, he was still on a two-nap schedule. So he would usually go down around like 11. And so then I would have like a one to two hour block of time. And then he would wake up, we would do like you know, lunch and play in the afternoon. And then he would go down for his second nap around like three. And that was typically a shorter nap. And then he was usually in bed by 7 p.m. And so my main like focused working time would be during those two naps. And eventually as he got a little bit older, it merged into just one nap that was up to three hours long. Now, don't get me wrong. It wasn't three hours long every single time, but it was like up to three hours. So I knew pretty much like unless he was sick or something weird was happening, I had at least a solid two-ish hours to get stuff done. But typically it was like a solid three-hour block. So I would have like the one to two hours in the morning and then I'd have that three-hour block in the afternoon. And that was really when I did the bulk of my client work, which was 100% doable. And then usually in the evenings, if I was you know, if it was a busy season or something like that, I might crack open the laptop from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. and pump out a little bit of work or even like set myself up for success so that I knew exactly what I was doing the next day when I woke up in the morning. And that schedule did not bother me in the least. And if I knew we were going to have plans 
like in the evening, if it was like a Friday or something like that, and we were going out to dinner or maybe whatever, you know, life happens, you have plans. I would just basically flip my schedule. So like, okay, if I know I I have plans and like, I need to make sure that that six to seven thirty time frame I'm getting as much done as possible. And then I'm wrapping up by that like twelve to three time block when he was napping, so that I could be free in the evenings or whatever. And then I was usually in bed by ten p.m. so that I could wake up and be alert and ready to go by six a.m. And I am a type of person that needs like a solid eight hours of sleep, so that schedule is perfect for me. And honestly, my schedule now is kind of similar. The only difference is now that tiny one-year-old is in preschool. And so it involves driving him to school and getting him ready and packing his book bag and all the things. So it's similar, but different. And then um, they have a nursery at Beckham's preschool that he goes to. And so I'm able to have my second son in the nursery throughout the week so that I can have a little bit more support. Since my early days of becoming a virtual assistant, I now have an agency that I run. And then obviously I support our students as well. So it has been my choice to still have like that time at home with them. And I was able to do that with Wallace for a while before I put him in nursery, which was amazing. And then as they typically, as they get closer to like a year old is when I like put them in nursery, which Wallace is going to be a year in like, oh gosh, two weeks, which is crazy. He was born on St. Patrick's day, you guys. So he's our little like lucky charm, which is so cute. Um, and I'll have to tell you guys about his party at a later date because, oh my gosh, the Pinterest mom was like 100% going strong when it came to this party yesterday, I'm not even kidding. I was like, had like the washi tape out and was hot gluing things and making these like little tiny cupcake toppers. Why? Nobody cares. Nobody cares about the cupcake toppers, but I do. So I was making them. Anyways, this is a side tangent. All this to say, what's beautiful about this is it's really up to you to decide what schedule works for you. And for some people, they may be like, oh my gosh, that sounds terrible. I don't want to wake up at 6 a.m. I want to sleep until 10 a.m. and I just want to work from 10 to 3. That's amazing. Maybe you don't have kids or maybe you do have kids and you have a lot of support or maybe your kids are older and you have the flexibility to do that. You get to decide what your schedule looks like for your life. We have moms on our team who they literally just work during that nap nap time in the afternoon and that's it. So like they have a two hour block. They know that they can only work two to three hours a day. They work during that nap time and that's their schedule. So for them, if let's say it's three hours a day and they choose that they want to work Monday through Friday, then that's 15 hours a week and that's their cap. And that's amazing. Some people are like, I literally want to work 40 hours. I love working. Give me all the things. And so if that works for you, cool, do that. That's what's amazing about being a virtual assistant and working in the online business world is you get to decide. You get to decide this is a perfect schedule for me, for my family, for the type of personality that I am, how my brain functions. Because you'll notice as you get into this work, like, oh gosh, I can pump out you know, 10, I'm just like making things up, 10 emails for a client from six to seven. But if I try to do those same 10 emails from eight to 9 p.m., it literally takes me the same amount of time to do like one. 
And I say that because I'm using myself as an example. That is 100% the case. Like my productivity just, it, it like peaks in the morning and slowly goes downhill, like roller coaster style throughout the day. So I know I have to save my really brain intensive activities for the morning and then things that are easy and I do all the time and I can do like, you know, with my eyes closed or maybe they don't take as much brain activity. It's like, tasky type things that just have to be done. I save those for the afternoon or even like meetings with clients, things like that. That doesn't take as much brain power. Those are all done in the afternoon. And what's great is like, if you're like, you know what? I have to wrap up by three every day because that's when I need to leave the house to go pick up my kids from school. Cool. You get to do that. You get to decide. And so that leads me into my next top reason why being a virtual assistant is literally the future for moms is because Two, the freedom. And so flexibility and freedom, I feel like, are two very commonly overused phrases, specifically when marketing things in the online business world. But I can't think of any other word that encompasses quite the gifts that are being given with being a virtual assistant other than these two words. So here I am just beating this to death. Um, But The second one is freedom. And so for me, this was a really big one. And I know it's a really big one for a lot of our students as well. But I love the idea that you get to have control, not just over your schedule and your time, but the actual work that you're doing. You get to decide what clients you want to work with. You get to decide how much you want to work. You get to decide where you work, when you work, how much you work the amount that you want to charge for working. There's so much freedom that's being given to you that says like, hey, we value you and you are in charge and you get to decide what's going to work for you. And I think this was such a big one because coming from the corporate world, nobody ever asked does this work for you? It was always like, okay, this is what's expected of you. And I need you to not only meet my expectations, but exceed them and go above and beyond. And we're also not going to compensate for you for this. And we are going to expect you to make a whole lot of sacrifices. And we're probably not going to say thank you, but we need you to be appreciative. Like that was the messaging. (laughs) And I'm sure like that if an HR person from a corporate company heard me talking about this, they would literally like, cringe because that is the opposite of everything that's printed in every single like company manual or you know project rollout that they have but that was the reality and so it's it was interesting because a lot of times when i would voice how i felt about something or how my employees felt about something because i managed large teams and i wasn't the only one that felt that way like there were a lot of people on the teams that were like wow, we do literally all the work and nobody cares. Like nobody cares. Nobody notices. They don't even realize like the time and energy spent that's going into this. And that's such a bummer. (laughs) Nobody wants to feel that way. And so I think this was, it's so cool to be able to have control over saying like, this is the type of work that I want to do. I want to have an impact or I want to work in the influencer space or I don't want to work in the influencer space. That's boring to me. I want to work in podcasting or I want to help course creators who teach 
I don't know, finance or there's like literally so many options. It's insane. It honestly is probably overwhelming to somebody that's like, I don't know where to start. And so to that person, I would probably say like, just start because once you get into it, you'll know. Like when I first got started as a virtual assistant, I was literally writing social media captions for a videographer. And I quickly learned, wow, one, I know nothing about videography. And two, I definitely don't enjoy writing social media captions. So you know what I did? I just slashed that out of my service offering and was like, okay, not going to offer social media caption writing again. And so guess what? I don't do that anymore. And I have no problem doing it for myself. That's totally fine. But like, it felt very strange to do it for somebody else and try to think as them and come up with content. And it it was just like not my zone of genius. I was like, but you want help forming a social media strategy that I can help with. So it's really cool to be able to look at your own strengths and weaknesses. And then you get to decide like, is this serving me? Do I feel good about this? Do I like this work? Does this light me up? Does this make me happy? Or is this draining me? And if it's draining you, then you just get to say like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. That's how simple it is. It's very cool. And that leads me into my third point, which is you get to do a job that you love. Did you know that the average person will spend 90,000 hours working in their lifetime? I know coming from a workaholic, mine is probably like 180,000. So I don't know about you, but I want to make sure that I'm enjoying the work that I do. That's a lot of hours to spend doing something that you don't really love. That's a lot of hours to spend not making an impact. And I'm not saying that every single person needs to change the world. I'm just saying that some magical things happen when you enjoy the work that you do because that in turn lights you up as a person and it only lights up other people around you. And so as a virtual assistant, you choose what niche you want to work in. You choose the clients. You choose the projects. You choose the hours. You choose the pay. And if you want to work part-time, cool, do that. Maybe you're looking to generate additional income. That's great too. Maybe you're like, I'm ready to ditch this nine to five. Please, please, please like help me get out of this. Great. Sounds like you just need a solid plan. And if that is the case, if you're like, okay, I am ready to work in the online business world. I want some freedom. I want some flexibility. I want a job that I actually enjoy and I'm ready to leave my nine to five. But I also have a head on my shoulders and I am not just going to jump and hope that the net appears. Then I have good news for you. Next week, I am creating the exact blueprint that I would follow if I were to go back in time and transition from my nine to five into the online space. And so you do not want to miss next week's episode. It is going to be so good, you guys. I spent a lot of time on this blueprint. I'm very excited about it. And it also works too if you're just looking for a roadmap to follow if you want this to be a side hustle or add additional income to your existing job. You can follow the same exact blueprint. It'll just be structured into a time frame that fits for you because you will likely have If you're adding additional income, the amount of hours that it's taking is likely going to be the same amount of hours as somebody who's working a nine to five, because I'm assuming you're probably working a nine to five. You're just not looking to leave that nine to five. So this roadmap will still work for you. So stay tuned for that. And 
if you're like, okay, this is piquing my interest. I need some more information. Head on over to thefulltimeva.com slash workshop. That's thefulltimeva.com slash workshop. And I break all of this down in even more detail in my free 25-minute training. All right, friends, if this hasn't convinced you and maybe at least pique your interest to consider working in the online business space, I have a feeling it is only coming. So if you can do me a favor and go ahead and tap those five stars in the app and let me know your biggest takeaway from the episode in the form of a review, I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. Until next time, friends. You just finished another episode of the Millennial Mom Movement Podcast. And because I know you're a mover and shaker, here's your action item. Snap a screenshot of this episode, share it over on Instagram, and tag me at Amanda Rush Holmes. Each week, I'll pick one person and send you a Starbucks gift card on me as my way of saying, hey, thanks for hanging out with me on the regular and being a part of this incredible movement. See you next week.